welcome to another American Scouser podcast. Uh, we're back and better than ever now, and we have quite the crew with us today. Uh, first off, we have the dynamic Irish duo of American Scouser over here. We have Jamie, first of all, from LFC Wilmington. Jamie, how's it going? Uh, mate, um, to be honest, I'm crippled from indoor last night, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting here in my Liverpool top and I'm uh, drinking a wee glass of whiskey, so everything's grand. Uh, if you got the whiskey, it should be good enough. Yeah, okay. and then uh, the other part of the Irish whiskey is Chris Strain. Uh, Chris, how's it going? Oh, what about you, big lad? <laughs> <laughs> here, what about the Irish Nate Phillips and his glass of whiskey? Okay, big lad. <laughs> Uh, also with us, uh, his first appearance on a podcast, one of our newest contributors is Parker Weaver. Parker, how's it going? Not too bad. Really excited to be on the podcast for the first time. Really appreciate it. Uh, welcome aboard, sir. And we have a lot to talk about. After the weekend, I thought you know we would mainly do the uh, Tottenham game preview, but uh, there's a lot happening, so I figured that we kind of like touch up on a couple of the subjects that's going on online right now. So obviously, the first of all, the worst kept secrets is now official, and Liverpool has made it official with Nike. Um, and it's quite the happening online. It's just like I've never seen, I never thought it would make such an impact in terms of like to the fans, in terms of like the brand that's carrying the uh, the jersey and the rights and everything like that. So uh, I figured like, we'll kind of like go around. I mean, I, I personally don't care who carries it as long as financially is beneficial to the club uh i mean i think i know i think i speak for most fans i would think as long as you know it's liverpool i think i'm gonna end up buying it regardless because liverpool jersey and that's only going to be one that's available and at the end of the day whichever brings more financial success to the club i'm gonna go with obviously it was between new balance and nike nike had the better offer uh I mean, I have nothing specific against either one of the companies, and I feel, I personally feel Nike is a better shot in the long run. But let's start with you guys first. Let's kind of like go around. Everybody kind of uh, give their, I guess, uh, opinion about it. So, Jamie, let's start with you. Nike, what do you say? Well, first of all, let's let's talk the brass tax. Like it's a it's a potentially hundred million dollars a year, um, and they're going to be stocking it in over 6,000 outlets, which that's, that's excellent. Like that's just a testament to their reach. Um, for me, like you said, as long as it's, as long as it's the right shade of red and it's got the liver bird on it and the 96 flames, the eternal flame. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Chris. Yeah. Nike, um, I'm all about it because, you know, I'm getting on an age and I'm, I'm up into my forties and, you know, I'm getting called out for wearing dad shoes and those New Balance, you know. So um, I'm, I'm happy to have the, the Nike there. For me, again, like you guys, it doesn't matter who makes it. As long as the liver boots on the chest, I'm going to wear it. And um, uh, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the distension with, you know, having Nike is more an American thing, I think, more than, than back in the UK or in Europe or any of that kind of stuff. Because um, there's, there's very much that um, that political edge element that we won't go into um, that, that has been happening over the past couple of years. Um, so I, I think it's more of an American thing than anything else. But um, I'm happy to see Nike. I'm also happy to see that uh, LeBron collab. I know a lot of people don't like LeBron, but um, 
I called it months ago. I said it was coming. Nobody believed me. Uh, so I had to get that bit in there. <laughs> uh, Parker, what is your take? Yeah, so I'm I'm real excited for I mean, yeah, there is kind of like that political side where, you know, people are like, Nike's a horrible company and this and this and that. And I mean, I think good luck finding a company that doesn't have some level of negativity to it. Um, but that said, like, Nike's distribution is ages beyond what New Balance is capable of. And Liverpool is one of the biggest clubs in the world, and they need someone that can distribute kits. Like, I've been trying for a while to get one of the uh, the alternative teal kits, and I cannot get it anywhere from Liverpool, from New Balance's website, New Balance stores. Um, I called up one of my friends that works at the Anfield store. He said they don't have any of the long sleeve ones, and it's it's a nightmare. And the club's gotten way too big for New Balance to still be able to keep up that support. So I think I think it's going to be a very good thing. It is what Liverpool needs, and it's the next step of growth for the club. So let's go back to that. I know, okay, like let's go back to you, Chris, because I know you're like the first one who brought up kind of like the political aspect of it. Do you really think that's what's holding people back i mean the main thing i've heard i mean obviously that's i think behind the scenes of why people are against nike as a company uh at least for some people not all uh or maybe they're stars they just hate lebron and lebron happens to eat nike right now in their you know in terms of like the the perception uh or i mean one of the main things i hear is the fact that you know people like about new balance is the fact that it's more unique and you know they I think it's because they don't do a lot of jerseys, you know, they end up, you know, they don't have a lot of clubs that they can kind of focus on your club and really create something unique as opposed to Nike, who works with a lot more teams, kind of going off of a template and slightly adjusting it to the club's colors, etc. So, I mean, do you really think the political aspect is like the biggest aspect of the people who are against Nike? I, I think... I think possibly in the States, I, I think it is a, a valid concern with a lot of fans about the, uh, you know, the originality of the jerseys and how many other clubs are going to have the same jersey with different colors. Uh, and I think you're right about New Balance because they didn't have the reach Nike had. Um, there wasn't that duplication, but I but I have seen duplications of some of our kits um, within random, random teams around the world. But um, I think with the Nike deal, because it's such an original deal, because it's the first of its kind, um, I, I have a feeling we're going to see something original from Nike for us. Uh, and because it, it, it's something that it, it's something that's intrinsic with Liverpool fans, original kits, not like anyone else. And um, and and part of that, and part of the big push that the Nike are doing, especially with the signing of Minamino and opening the Asian market. Um, yeah, we're, I think we're going to see something pretty cool. Uh, and from some of the, the concepts I'm seeing, I mean, I've seen about six or seven different concepts, and there's only one of them I didn't like. So uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on board that side. But yeah, the political edge, yeah, I mean, we all know that there's, there's two sides to everything here in America, and it's, you know, Ford, Chevy, Coke, Pepsi, Republican, Democrat, you know, uh, and the whole NFL thing and what happened with Nike and Kaepernick and everything, it, 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 it got a lot of people's backs up. You know, you had idiots online burning their Nike, you know, Air Jordans and stuff. Um, some of them with, with, with them still wearing them. Um, 
So, I mean, that's the kind of mentality of some people. So, uh, and hey, everybody's a right to their own mind and their own thoughts. But um, I think as far as I'm concerned in Liverpool, I'm for it. Um, if you're against it and you don't want to buy the shirt, don't buy the shirt. Don't support the club. Fine. It's whatever. We'll make the money up elsewhere. And I think to back up to back up your point about you know the originality thing, Nike is very capable, I think, of making very original kits. Uh, two that come to mind yeah. are our U.S. national team's uh, home kit. The cool, it's just simple, but it's you know blue to red fading stripes across it, yeah. symbolizing you know our flag. And another one that I really like is a. Uh, it was either last year or two years ago, Tottenham's uh, third kit. It was uh, like this cool teal color, and the pattern on it was like the London Underground surrounding Tottenham's new stadium. And like, I think that's pretty sick. So I think they're very capable of did making they, something unique. Did they do the Nigeria kit? They did. I was just going to jump in yes. and say the Nigeria kit. Because yeah. when that came out in London, there was people queuing for days. Yep. That was a that was a nice kit. Yeah. It was random as hell, but it was it was just it was it was out there and it was. What well, was even nicer there. was their training gear. Their training yeah, gear everything. for that. Their training gear was sick. I think like, that's what like, I'm excited for. That, I'm know, excited I, for the training gear. I think one of the things that you know people don't want Nike is because Nike is so big. I'm getting the feeling with the recent success we have. I mean, you are going to have some bandwagon fans. It comes with the success. It's part of the territory. I almost feel like some fans want to keep it more exclusive. And let's face it, like, new. if you want the Liverpool jersey right now with the availability New Balance had, only, you got it only if you really wanted it. Because there was no way you were running into it in retail. Because even, you know, like the majority of the New Balance stores don't carry, you know, yeah jerseys (laughs) Uh, and online uh, you had to better keep checking up on it because like parker is talking about because it's always on back order and stuff so you really had to want it so you had to be pretty hardcore to be able to own it whereas now you're going to be able to go to a nike store and along with other teams there's going to be a section with liverpool jerseys that you're going to be able to grab as well and i almost feel like some fans want to keep it more like exclusive i mean you're going to have bandwagons and at one point or another Especially in, you know, if you talk about our group of FC America, I guarantee you if you go around and ask a lot of the fans, there are some like original fans, I understand, you know, due to family and stuff like that. But most fans became a fan at one freaking point. You know, it was either Istanbul or Rome or, you know, it was one of those games that made you start to like this team, start to follow the team. So I think, I mean, my thing, and especially with American Scouts, I'm hoping, you know, we can kind of teach these new bandwagon fans if, you know, we're going to call them bandwagon fans, about the club, the history of the club, and making permanent fans as opposed to kind of keep it exclusive. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't have it exclusive and then talk about, like, you know, signing players like Mappe and stuff like that because money has to come from somewhere. Unless you're willing to fork out $300 a jersey, you're going to have to sell more jerseys and money has to come. That 300 bucks is going to be divided into, like, you know, six, seven people. So I think it, it's kind of like, an excuse of uniqueness is part of the excuse to keep it more inclusive. Am I just getting that sense, or do you guys get the same feeling, especially with the recent success bringing out a lot more fans? Well, let me let me just say this. I think, well, first of all, we all know the sec- the secrets out. We're we're the best team in the world. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. 
like yeah. the secret is out. We're we're out from under our shell and we're sitting back on top of our perch. Um, and in regards to the night repetition, I mean, they are the largest kit supplier in the business. I mean, they're one of the biggest uh, sports labels there is. Um, so of course they're going to have a bit of repetition. But like Chris and and everybody else is saying, we're going to be their flagship. This is our first time out with Nike, so you know, in order to hit the numbers that they say they're going to hit, they need to come out with something that's fresh and new and one of a kind. So I, I think we're, we're, we're on, you know, cloud nine with Nike. I, I really do. Imagine the shoes. Imagine the, the shoes. shoes. Oh my God. Look, here's the thing, right? I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm in my forties now and um, I don't like to wear new balance shoes because it makes me feel older. Did you get a pair of the shoes, by the way? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for the Nike because at least for the Nike, I won't look like an old man. Have you seen the $400 black New Balance shoes? Yes. Blacked out? Yeah. $400 for a pair of shoes? Let me see. What date is it? The 9th? Right. Okay. This is day number 742 of me waiting for a blackout kit <laughs> from New Balance. You know what I mean? Over two years it's been. This is like, it's ridiculous. Like it is. I mean, like what? Like a club of our size. I mean, you think about everything we have won, and and New Balance isn't a small company by any stretch. Like I mean, there's a small company when you compare them to say Adidas and Nike, but you know they're they're pretty much in that next category of companies. So the fact that I've been waiting two and a half years to be able to get a blackout kit is just it just it's beyond comprehension for me and and just bring on Nagy. just get yourself the keeper kit and get the black sharpie out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking about that you know <laughs> yeah. uh, but so here's I the mean, thing as well look at look at look at the way minamino who's opened up the asian market for us and you go in there with Nagy and the asian market like that that's that's going to be new revenue to us so with this Nike deal, it's going to be even better. That's worth the seven and a half million for for Minamino on its own. Well, here, we just yeah. made half. Of, we just made half of that back on on the phenomenal Alan D'Souza. Aye. You know what I mean? Hasn't so, played a minute for us. Uh, he he that wasn't even inspiring enough to get a to get a fucking green card. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or a work permit or whatever it's called. I don't know. Um, me being an immigrant, I should know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might want to look into that, yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry, mate. I got your back. It's a work visa. Sweet. <laughs> and I think if you guys think about it, I mean, yeah, New Balance is a big club, but in terms of like marketing power, either, you know, through stars or through distribution alone, I mean, Nike's way ahead of the game compared to New Balance. And I don't think Liverpool would do the same deal with New Balance where they take a lower amount and take a percentage. But knowing the potential that Nike has in terms of, you know, how many stores are going to carry this, the markets they're in, the superstars they have, and how valuable they will be in those markets. I mean, who does New Balance have? I mean, we were just talking about it before the pod. I mean, Kwang and Leonard is the only person I know, and I just happened to see that, you know, in a commercial the other day, that is a New Balance name. I honestly do not know off the top of my head if there are any other superstars that are with New Balance. Sorry, I think there's a, a, name a ton of small Nike. skateboarders, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, 
Sorry, Same about it. Nike. I mean, and you know, you have these people that will be, you know, known around the world uh, in terms of marketing. That's like a huge plus. So that's why I think that there is no cap on this deal, and that's why I think it's, you know, it's a huge potential, especially with the run we're on, and we will be continue to be on. I mean, I think I think it's a phenomenal deal for Liverpool in the big run. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all. Uh, Got to mention Sadio Mane and uh, his African Player of the Year um, because he's a New Balance player. But I just uh, sent a picture of his boots to you guys earlier on. Yeah, those that are they made from. They're unbelievable. Beautiful. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, other than superstar players that are are tied to New Balance, I mean, they've only got a few other teams that they sponsor in soccer. They've got Porto, Celtic, a few that I know of. But I I was just I had it pulled up. I know Ireland's national team, Porto, yeah. Celtic, um, sporting. Actually, just uh, just on that and the whole Athletic thing about, Bilbao. That's the, the other one. The whole thing about replicating kits, the Celtic and the uh, Republic of Ireland jerseys were just a <laughs> little bit similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ever yep. so slightly. You know, so I mean, even you balanced it. You know, you'd have, you'd have thought that they would have separated like Celtic and Republic of Ireland because I mean two green kits, like come on, yeah. two, two green <laughs> kits were. And here's the thing, you know, the majority of, of people in Republic of Ireland that, that follow Scottish football will buy both of those kits. Will, will buy a Celtic kit because they'll, they'll be Celtic fans, you know. Yeah. So, um, the Celtic originates from Sligo, I think. Yeah. I think it was a monk from Sligo moved to Glasgow and and started Celtic Football Club, but um, yeah, so that that's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have two lots more superstars outside of the game of, you know, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, that will have a worldwide appeal. So it sounds like overall we're kind of like on the happy boat. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, you know, like negative comments. I mean, you may not like LeBron. That's fine and dandy. I mean, you're not going to like every Nike superstar. And that's not going to really affect you and Liverpool and your connection with Liverpool, but I think it's going to bring a lot of income to Liverpool in the long run. So, which, you know, let's transition out of that. Do we convert? Uh, I mean, I don't see it happening. Uh, Do you guys anticipate anything else happening in January with everybody starting to come back to practice, uh, you know, like Fabinho, Matip, uh, and I think like Shakiri as well. Uh, so do you guys anticipate any other action from Liverpool aside from like, maybe like, you know, loaning a couple of more other players out, do you guys anticipate anybody else coming in? Jamie, let's start with you. Well, I mean, if you believe half of what you read or hear in the tabloids or the rumors, we're getting a whole new 11. So we might need a bigger (laughs) dressing room if you read half of that, because I've got a list of. 13 or 14 players here that we've been rumored with in the past two weeks. There's no point in going through them all because we all know as soon as James Pierce or Melissa Reddy comes out with it, it's all nonsense. So, but you know, that being said, the, the, the Goitzer rumor never seems to go away. It's just resurfaced. I seen there today. Um, I'm fine with the squad the way it is possibly a center back. I've heard rumors off as well. Um, so it, you never know, but I, I welcome whoever walks in through the door because you just take a look at the Minamino signing that was done instantaneously. Um, just 
unbelievable um, work behind the scenes. So total faith, no matter what. How about you, partner? Do you anticipate any additions coming in, or do we kind of see? Yeah, I think we'll probably send out a couple of younger guys on loan. Um, I'm not 100% sure who we'd send out just yet, but I, I can't see us picking up anyone else. I mean, we've already got a team pretty well set up. We're we're set, you know, and, you know, yeah, maybe a center back, maybe Goza finally comes over from Dortmund, but, like, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be shocked even if we got, like, some no-name youth talent. I think it's going to be a, a selling winter for us. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, there'll be, uh, I would say, another, couple, like, like Parker said, there'll probably be a couple of uh, loans that go out. Um, I'll tell you who we're not signing. Oh, shout out to Gary Saunders, Adama Traore. It's not happening. <laughs> he, he definitely is, has been rumoured. He definitely isn't coming to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, I mean, here's the thing. It, it's always going to be when, a, when a, a winger starts to show promise in the Premier League, we get linked with them. You look at it two years ago, we were linked with Zaha, you know, then there's, you know, last year there was, there was a couple of guys rumored this year. It's, it's Traore, you know, and they're always going to be linked because Mane and Salah, I mean, are at the pinnacle. They're at the top of the tree. Um, and we're always going to be looking for backups because we don't actually have any natural backups for them. Um, I mean, with the exception of maybe Shaq. Um, so, we're always going to be linked with those kind of players, but um, yeah, we're definitely not signing the Amatriori. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I think we're pretty much staying put. I, I was more gauging it based on you know how fast people start coming back and just giving that good news this week of like you know those three guys already being on the practice field. I mean, I don't see them featuring uh, in the next game, maybe two games, but just the fact that they're back at practice kind of like tells me we have the squad pretty set. So unless something else happens in terms of injury-wise, I do not anticipate that happening. Um, I can't see I a centre-back either. Sorry, can I just well, interject? Or Jimmy, Jimmy mentioned the centre-back. Um, the Scouse version of him came back. So uh, I can't true. see, I, I can't see uh, a, a sign on the centre-back. Um, but yeah, sorry, Tim. I had to get that in there because well, we always have to make jokes about Jimmy looking like nothing. <laughs> There's a slight resemblance. I'm I'm tall and skinny and kind of look a wee bit like him. You look like oh. a, hang, a hungover version of him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a hungover version of him. He's that, on doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I did see that online and I actually thought uh, Jamie did it himself. I didn't realize it was the name was assigned to him. Actually, I thought Jamie just like owned that one, but he's taking it pretty well, so. <laughs> so that being said, speaking of injuries, we know Spurs has a ton and we're going to that game this weekend. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Obviously, they're a team not in top form. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, think of what you want from Mourinho. I'm just more afraid of how he is going to line this team up where everybody, you know, parks, gets a chair and like sits in their own box and they wait. And uh, so how do you guys see this game folding up? Um Let's start with you, Chris. Uh, yeah. I, line up, let's start with the lineup predictions. Let's go with that first, I guess. Uh, I think it's pretty much going to be in agreement because 
Heck, I know there's not a lot to choose from right now in terms of healthy senior players, but um, who do you have starting, I guess, uh, mainly in midfield? For Spurs? Uh, for, for us. us. For us, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's probably going to be Hendo, Hendo Genie. Um, we, we, we might see either Keita or the Ox. Um, and, and I think the reason for that is probably how Mourinho set up. You can see over his sort of last couple of games, he's been getting more and more defensively minded. Uh, and um, with the loss of Harry Kane, that takes out a, a certain style of play for Chelsea or for Tottenham. Jesus, I can't even get the names right tonight. <laughs> um, the dog thing just messed me up. Um, so, yeah, um, he, I think he's going to sit in, he's going to sit deep and then hit us in the break because he's going to probably utilize Son, who's back in. He'll replace um, Kane and Mora. So he'll be hitting that um, park of Boston, hit us on the break with the fast players. Uh, so I, I think um, having the likes of Keita or Ox in there, people that can can really drive at that back line. Um, and then the likes of sort of Genie and, and, and Hendo whipping balls into the box uh, is how I think we're, we're looking to set up because they don't have Sissoko either. So they'll definitely have Lo Celso uh, in there and they'll definitely have um, Ndombele. Or is he, he injured as well? He was injured as well. I and mean, if he's going to be able to make it against us. I mean, they're really hurting throughout uh, in midfield as well, aside from Kane. Because I honestly think Kane injury almost like forces them to play differently and yeah. which suits them better and they play better. And we saw that last year. So that was not as, you know, a positive a news to me as we face him as, for example, the absence of Sissoko, I think is like a better deal i know he kind of handed us if you will the champions league final there uh but i mean overall it's like kind of like a body to deal with in midfield that would be bad i I guarantee you uh genie and hando and i think it will be ox and the third one will be glad that he's not out on the field yeah for sure yeah i'd I'd be happy enough with that i mean uh i heard a great one there the other other day i think it was on the uh, fantasy premier league app one of the video clips but some guy, Tottenham fan uh, from London, he he calls Spurs Bagel FC because they've got nothing in the middle. <laughs> uh, and that just cracked me up. So I had to throw that one in. I forget his name, otherwise I'd shout it out, but I'm pretty sure it was on the the fantasy app. But uh, I just, that was brilliant. Like, um, Kane being out is fantastic, but they've got nobody in midfield. So... I, I think our midfield's got a, a, a good potential here to run them out of the game. Parker, who do you see starting? Anybody that we haven't thought of? Like I said, there's not a lot of options to... No, I think it's going to be uh, Genie, uh, Hendo, and uh, Ox. I, I don't think there's any way that there'd be anything different. And how confident are you guys about the win over here? Extremely. I mean, Spurs have been... They're having a rough year. Um, adding to it, Kane being out. I mean, yeah, they do kind of play better form last year without Kane. Um, just because, you know, Son got to do his thing a little more. And honestly, Son is more of a concern to me from Tottenham than Kane. Um, just because he's got the creativity that Kane doesn't really have in my opinion but anyway um i i don't i don't see us losing 
I really don't. So what is your score prediction while we're at it? Let's go all the way. I'd say I'm debating between 2 and 3 no. I'll go with 3 no just for the extra confidence, but <laughs> one of those two. Jamie, what you got? Um, well, our last three games against Spurs have been 2-1, but um, this year being a little different, um, I, I'll go a 2-0. I'll really push the boat out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 2-0, clean sheet. Chris, what do you have? Thank them. 5-0. <laughs> Lovely. Bravo from like 35 it. yards into the top corner to start proceedings in the 12th Ooh. minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going with the, the 3-1 win. I really think we're kind of like got it. I mean, the fact that the team got the rest is makes me uh, even more confident. They had the full week to be able to kind of like rest up for this game. I think, I mean, aside from Gomez, I don't think there's going to be anybody in the 11 who played midweek, right? I mean, it's just going to be Gomez out there that has played. So it's a rested thing. And I know, I mean, Klopp, when he has the full week, uh, that team is definitely going to be ready to go. Uh, they do have the firepower. I do worry about Laksana, especially with his speed and everything like that. So I can see them getting one towards the end, but I think it's going to be overall a comfortable 3-1 win. Um, Sorry, if- I just realized I made a mistake. Our last three games against Tottenham in the league have been 2-1. Oh, okay. I Champions League, we all remember that scoreline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just had to put that one in there again. What was it? 2-0? Yes. Six times? Six times? times, 2-0. I mean, that, and let's face it, I really feel like these next three games, we were talking about this uh, on the last podcast with, like, Jamie and Gordon and Chris. Um, I mean, I feel like once we get out of this stretch of these three games, uh, which even, I mean, all three teams obviously were well capable of winning, being the world champions, but, you know, like three kind of like challenging fixtures. I feel like once we get out of these with the nine points, I might be able to say the league is ours this year and be very confident about it. Anybody else with me or are you guys still waiting? I'm with you. Here's the thing, dude. I actually think I'm not even joking here. I think we're going to win the league in record time. The way it's yeah. going. Because Absolutely. City keep dropping points, Leicester keep dropping points, we're just not dropping points. And even if we are dropping points, they're dropping points at the same time. It, it's just, we could have the league, we could actually mathematically have the league won by the end of February. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all it takes is for City and Leicester to drop four points between now and the end of February and us to just keep winning. And we've won the league. So yeah, that would be. That'd it's, be nice. it's it's ridiculous to think that. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But hey, we can all dream. I've I had mean, the conversation as well. I think Bayern Munich hold the record for winning the league with the most games to spare, and I think they. I forget how many games they had to spare. I think they had eight games to spare or something like that. But we would at this current rate, there's no stopping us. So. We're, we're definitely in with a shout to, to beat all records this year. Because if you look back this this season and last season, 
we've just continuously broken records. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't keep track of them. <laughs> I love my stats and my mad figures and everything, but I, I just cannot keep track of them. I'll be honest, I'm shocked to hear that it was Bayern that held the record. I would have thought, you know, it would be like PSG or somebody like that. That's cool. Sure. No, that's just that's just proof that PSG are shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can't if you can't win the French league with like ten games to go with all that money, like nah, jog on. I've done it as a football <laughs> manager at least five times. <laughs> I think what they've done over the years is kind of like, you know, put all their eggs in the Champions League basket, knowing they're going to win the league. So they've kind of like trotted out some like backups out there and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That caused them to lose points. But I think that's in some ways has backfired on them. The fact that that league is such a walkthrough is kind of like made it challenging for them when they come to Champions League and play against, you know, actual teams that have, you know, firepower as well. So, but that's a discussion for a Champions League story. Anything to. Ed, before we go, beat up on Mourinho. <laughs> no, I'm I'm waiting to just dunk on Mourinho all day. It's <laughs> it's gonna be a beautiful day. <laughs> I'll be honest, I found Mourinho almost actually like I enjoyed watching him in the studio because uh, his you know cockiness almost like brings some humor there. <laughs> And, you know, the guy obviously knows his stuff, and he had, like, good insights and, like, you know, experiences to share and stuff like that. And it's funny how he came back as, like, a club junior, you know, like, he's hugging the ball boy and doing all this stuff, and a couple of bad results, and I think we see the ugly mo kind of, like, just coming out of, the, you know, behind the curtain now, so... I'm hoping after this game, if we give him a good beating, we might actually see Mourinho, you know, showing how many championship cities won and stuff like that, all the way, you know, the old antics coming back in. <laughs> hey, who would have thought that the downfall of the Tottenham defence would be Kieran Trippier leaving? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I mean, God. Serge Aurier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sorry, lads. I mean, you know, not to be down on players and everything else, because these guys are professionals and they could probably dance around me. You know what I mean? I mean, but I, I'd probably give them a good kick. But um, Serge Aurier to me, man, he, he, they spent all that money on this guy, and um, he is shocking. I mean, he he's basically the French left-back version of he who shall not be named. How about Phil Jones? <laughs> there you go. There's a back four for you. He who shall not be named. Phil Jones, Serge Aurier, and who have been the left back? I, you know, did you see that he was actually <laughs> in the, the you know, the, like the top eleven, the golden eleven, whatever they call it, uh, like when uh, for Africa last year as a left back they put him at. Yeah. I found that shocking, and uh, you know, it's just odd, especially he was there as a left back. I think you know he can do some stuff going forward sometimes that kind of overshadows some of the really goofy stuff he does defensively. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of that over and over again. Do we uh, dare compare him to Moreno? <laughs> you know I was going to say Moreno, but too soon. I think more ways than one. Like can be, you know, as the speed can be impressive going forward, but 
what the hell is he doing defensively kind of a player. He, so he's, de- he's definitely not a Mourinho defender. You know, Mourinho will have him shipped out in the summer. Yeah, if not, I if think not. so too. You know, unless unless he gets a replacement in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I think there's, I, I I can see a big 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 shift in the in the Tottenham squad come the summer. Yeah, that is provided Moreno gets uh, gets the money for it because you know that was a big thing Pochettino was had an issue with um, last summer is you know I can't buy players if you guys don't give me money to yeah. buy players. Oh well, that's Spurs. Yeah, the January window. I mean, I, I, my pick would be Chelsea, but which team do you guys see adding? actual value to their team and like kind of like getting better after the January window with the floodgates open and the man money stacked up because they couldn't spend in the summer. I would think Chelsea would be able to add some names that will make that team better and, you know, uh, push them into the top four. I just don't see any of the other teams. They need so much to be able to kind of fix their problems in January. Like when you look at United, when you look at Arsenal and stuff like that. And then, you know, people are talking about, like, you know, I was reading today about Zaha going to Arsenal, like, their problem is going forward or something like that. But, I mean, do you guys see any other team making improvements enough to kind of push them into the top four, aside from Chelsea? Mm, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do know that Sheffield United are, are actively looking to make their squad better. Chris Wilder said himself uh, in the interviews um, that they're actively seeking to improve their squad this this month. Um I dare say Wolves will, will try and improve. Um, I mean, they're, they're both making charges for the top four. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy to think. Um, yeah, che- Chelsea will definitely strengthen. Um, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. Um, and I think Arsenal have to. Arsenal are shambles. Um, and their problem is not going forward. Their problems are at the back, you know, um, and, and in midfield. Adding a player like Zaha, who's, you know, lacks defensively and work rate wise is probably the last thing you want to add to that team, knowing their problems. But that's why they have these problems, because they keep signing these, you know, attacking players, whereas that's not really the issue. Well, Arteta, Uh, I mean, didn't Arteta just play Ozil, Lacazette, Pepe and um, Aubameyang Aubameyang for the first time together Uh, since they've all played at the club? I mean, that's, that's a crazy stat. And they've been struggling to fit those players into an attacking formation. And then you throw Zaha into the mix. You know, that's just creating more problems. But I do like, kind of like Jamie says, I mean, if you, if you read, if you believe everything you read this month, yeah, you're going to have a new starting lineup for everybody. And the same player is going to be on five of those different lineups because <laughs> the rumors like for the same player are usually like three, four different clubs. So, I mean, that's why I'm kind of, I mean, you couldn't be happier in terms of like where we're at, point-wise, squad-wise, European champion, world champion, champions of the universe. I mean, it's just like you know, give us all the damn titles there is, and I mean, could not be in a better spot in the short run as well as in the long run. So, what else can we ask for? I know what we can ask for. We can ask for nine points actually out of these next three games, so I can say we won this league. Actually, that's what we can ask for. I can't but, wait to play West Ham and see David Moyes again. <laughs> you got your calendar circled for that one, huh? Yeah, and I've got my I've got my Gollum memes ready. Oh my God. Well, gentlemen, any parting thoughts before we call it a pot over here? 
I'm hungry. I Mbappe to warm the uh, warm the bench for Bobby Firmino. Mbappe twenty twenty. And Curtis Jones to still get a game before he would. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, I would really like to see uh, Giotza come over here. He is. When he's injury-free, he is a great talent and would add a lot of depth to our lineup. But I don't know how likely it is to happening, but I would be a very happy man if it did. I think it's okay. one of those rumors that kind of makes almost sense. Like, I can see it happening knowing more than likely, you know, we will be losing Lalana in the offseason. I mean, letting him go, I should say, probably. Uh, I think it's like a move, actually, that makes sense out of the ones you read, but like you were saying in the beginning, we've heard it so many times, it's kind of like, when do you not believe it? When do you believe it? Yeah, for sure. Can we just go back to Curtis Jones for a second? And uh, the, 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 evolu- <laughs> the evolution of this kid, not just as a player, but his look. You know, you go and look at him from two years ago and he just looks like your little junior kid and he's doing his thing. But he's slowly morphing in. I mean, if you check out that mustache, it's coming in nicely. He's slowly, <laughs> mor- he's slowly morphing into Graham Sooners. Teach him a Scottish God. accent and make him really just pissed off at the world. <laughs> and he'd be the best midfielder ever. Uh, he... Well, he- <laughs> He is widely regarded as the best footballer of all time. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia. You got to love Wikipedia. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great note to end. Uh, envisioning Curtis Jones with the Graham Sooners uh, stash in the long run. So uh, thanks a lot, gentlemen. And thank you all for listening to American Sponsor Podcast. Uh, give us a follow on, us, on our page. Uh, We have a lot of new contributors, so there's going to be a lot of new content coming your way. And uh, a championship coming our way over here, but let's start with beating up on Mo this weekend. Thanks a lot, everybody. You guys have a great week. See you, guys. Good luck.